rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Oh my God, what's up? Oh my God, it's been so long. What's going on? Thanks for hanging out. How's it sounding? I don't know. I think something's wrong with this audio interface eh. and the camera. I I have to order a new one because this one I don't know. It's very it's very crackly. So anyway, let's hang out. It's been a while. Sorry, last week I was very sick, and I don't know if you saw the show the day before. I don't think I was looking too good. I could see it. It was like in my eyes. And I was, I would have done a show, you know, being sick. I've done shows before, but as being sick. But I was like, I was, I was, uh, you know, stomach sick. Literally throwing up. I don't know. Is that too much information? I was, and then I slept. So I might as well have been, I don't know, bit by a, bit by a, by a fly with a, a tiki. What do they call that? Tiki fly or something? So whatever. I'm feeling all right now. It took me a while. It was, I don't know. I didn't take the COVID test. Maybe I had COVID because it, it took a long time to get over it. I, st- I feel all right. Today I was feeling a little, eh, I'm fine. Let's not dwell on our ailments. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Sounds like advanced hairballs, says it could be. I live the life of a house cat. I might, and it might be rubbing off on me. And I was sleeping approximately 16 hours a day. I never leave the house. That is the life of a house cat. So, I who knows? It could be. I hang out with cats a lot. So, yeah, I uh, thank you all. I feel better. Thank you for all your well wishes. I got a lot of messages. I really, uh, you know, that makes me feel good. I really appreciate your messages of well wishing. And, you know, I didn't even receive one hate message. Can you believe it? Like saying, D- go die. <laughs> I hope you die. Something like that. That has happened before, of course. I think I told you one time. This was years ago. You know, I my parents both died in the year um, in 2010. It was a horrible year, and I remember. I think I was. You know, I must have been doing the show or some version of it. I think I might have been doing the the tirades on Progressive Voices or something like that because. I got a message from some right winger saying like, oh, I heard your mother died. Uh, You know, I'm glad to hear she's dead. Like, it was just like such a horrible message about somebody's mother dying. But it wasn't unexpected from right wingers. And it it just confirms what we're up against. Who would do that? You know what I mean? Like, they're very sick people. And you have to be sick to be in this party, in the Republican Party, and to vote for Trump, to vote for any of them. They're all a bunch of con men and women. They're all just peddling. They're Johnny Bravo peddling the same old bullshit, um, divisive bullshit that gets people to slit their own throats. You know, that tickles all those divisive, racist 
funny bones, so people continue to cheer for them and vote for their own demise. And earlier today, I was oh, but you know, I got to do the plugs too. I guess I'll we I'll weave them in, you know, because. Uh, I just, well, whatever. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin if you can. That'll help keep the show going and growing. And I also want to thank Charlie from APS Radio News. I also received Charlie's donation to the Community Cats. That helps a lot. Thank you so much, Charlie, for all the beautiful Community Cats. And Charlie mentioned he was caring for one of his cats that is not feeling well and I wish her a speedy recovery. And, yeah, check out APS Radio News. This show is on there along with other independent media, liberal not just liberal, but other other media voices. And uh, thank you, Charlie, for making me, making this show part of your roster and keeping the show, you know, in the practical realities of being able to buy a, a new audio interface and whatnot so we can get together on friday nights this is our our regular friday get together um at 8 30 ish p.m eastern standard time i know i am usually a little late but i i shoot for i shoot for the 8 30 time but what happens when i'm getting closer to 8 30 i i just start seeing everything that's going on and you know because the show I do put I put together an outline of the show. This is how I do it. You know, generally look at what's going on. And, of course, I'm always watching all day and listening and, you know, because that's just my personality anyway. So, um, but when we get closer, you know, but I, you know, I grab video. I try to keep a track of what's going on and, uh, you know, but it's all kind of, of course, I don't write a damn script. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's all off the cuff and always changing because there's never a loss or, of content out there. It's just a matter of trying to get to it, right? And pick which ones that we're going to talk about because they all equally, it's all equally abhorrent. You know, sometimes I, they're, you know, like the corporate media will be on one particular story all day. And there's really no need for me to rehash it but, but so we try to do different stories that maybe they that don't get attention because you know that's one of my my big pet peeves with uh corporate media you know and we talk about it all all the time because i i do believe that it's this is why we're in this boat this is why the republicans you know like that why trump is even like they're even a c- contender, I I cannot take it, and I and I want to thank you in advance for letting me share about it. How I just can't take these polls again and again, up in the polls, down in the like the polls. Enough with the polls. Give us a story. How about you do some stories about you know uh, the infrastructure week is no longer a laugh line like we're actually opening factories in america again they keep saying oh well the american people don't feel they don't feel like the economy is improving and even though it's here it is all the numbers well you know why do why do they not feel that of course uh yeah there are stressors and whatnot but they're constantly hearing how everything sucks 
So that does ma- matter. It makes a difference, especially when well, you have the Trump and Z world. And there, they live in a world where everything sucks. It is uh, the nothing here in America but smoldering ashes and, uh, you know, roaches running around after the Holocaust, right? Everything sucks, according to them. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you tell them the numbers. It doesn't matter if you tell them anything. You know, there's, there's never a loss of... I mean, they're idiots. We know that. They will never... Nothing will penetrate... Because they don't want it to. They are, they're, uh, it's a cognitive dissonance uh, meets the Dunning-Kruger effect. They just don't want to, uh, they don't want to change. And they're not gonna. And the Republicans, they get in there through the, that, that, uh, you know, they get in there through racism and divisiveness. That's, I mean, that's what it is. You'll never hear a Republican um, you know, encourage their followers or wh- whoever to, uh, you know, to evolve, to, to uh, you know, look at your, your fellow Americans it's, uh, as your fellow Americans, you know. Uh, but what, what is Trump telling them that the biggest danger is, the, uh, is other Americans? But he's not talking about what we're talking about because... They're the biggest dangers. The this Trump cult is the greatest danger to this country. The they are the enemies from within. You know they they actually are, and this is why Trump does what he does with the with language. He uses that old the old fascist. Uh, you know, I know you are, but what am I? So when we call him fascist, and he knows he, and I'm sure he's noticed because that's all he does is watch media watch corporate media and make sure they're you know he make sure they're reporting on him what are they saying about the little fragile thin-skinned narcissistic bitch what are they saying about him right are they being nice to him are they are they are they uh you know giving him a hand job are they licking his balls i know i'm sorry about that no wonder i get i got sick thinking about that I mean, are, what are they um, obsequious enough to him for whatever reason, whatever damage they have? What damage? How much damage do you have to have to be obsequious to a filthy serial bankrupt con man with a with an ugly orange U? And that's H U E, not U. I mean, he's just, there's no redeeming qualities. And I guess this is the part of the show where we have to, you know, like for me, I, I have to pinch myself all the time and be like, what is this? Why? Why? Why are they, why is anybody appealing? What? Why is that appealing to anybody? I should say. That's how you put it. Why is the the most disgusting, horrible person that ever inflicted itself on on humanity why is that something that people are like yeah more of that more of that more more of more coup please more um you know uh tweets more social media tirades about how uh, everybody's mean to him what a what a whiny child right if this was a if they were kids you'd put them in time out if they were 
if this were a child behaving like that, you would you would try to address their problems before it got out of hand. You know, you'd go to the counselor, you'd you take it to uh, you know a child therapist, right? You wouldn't like who encourages that? It's so disgusting. But anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about, which I mean, really does bring me to, there's a few things, of course. You know, we run out of time. It goes by so fast on Friday nights in general. Uh, um, but, um, you know, Trump is saying it right out in the open of what he's going to do. And they, but they, it's, not, it's not new. They've been signaling this all along. You know, when they invite Viktor Orban here, uh, and they go there, you know, it's just like this mutual ad- admiration society of fascist authoritarians who destroy democracy. I mean, the, the destro- just like the democracy in this country has always been aspirational, the Republican desire to destroy democracy in America has always has been aspirational. And they, but they, now they've gotten pretty far. You know, we've as we've been trying to make a more perfect union, they get they get triggered. They freak out because they cannot handle democracy. They lack that for many of the morons who who are in the cult. It's it is just a matter of racism. And there's little Boudica. Hello, booty, baby booty. She's got her own theme song. And uh, but for. Um, you know, for others, it's greed. For others, it's the outright destruction of American democracy, the destruction of freedom. For people like Mike Johnson, there he's a he's a Christo fascist who hates this country. He hates the separation of church and and state. You know, it's so much so. It's like I they they can't see it. They don't want to see it. They see what they want to see. Right. They twist it. Of course, this country this country was founded uh, um, on Enlightenment principles. The founders didn't f- fight a revolution against an aristocracy and a monarchy to rebuild one here. An, an aristocracy and a monarchy that was intertwined with the uh, to, with the church. It was uh, you know that's what kept. The monarchy and power was a mutual, uh, another mutual admiration society. You know, the circle jerk of oppression. Keep people in their place. You can't rise up against your natural lords because you would not only be offending your natural lord, you will be offending God because God put them uh, above you. And, you know, work hard in the fields. Don't pester your betters. And your rewards rewards will come when you are dead. That's the game that they played, and it, and of course that's why you had the church of uh, and that gave uh, you know permission basically uh, to the kings. They were the ones who would he, the pope anointed the kings and queens, and they uh, and therefore. You know, it was all, uh, you know, it was all, they were all in bed together to keep people in their place. So, so that's what it's about. You know, it's not about human liberation or human freedom or, or, uh, never, never. It's about, it's about control with, um, you know, I mean, I was raised Catholic, my God. 
All right. So, yeah, he's coming right out and uh, this Project 2025 thing, you know, instead of um, another poll, perhaps the corporate media should do uh, should do this on loop all day, all night. Go, go, you know, go, go about it. Get on, uh, get Steve Kornacki at the big board. Talk about the 20, the Project 2025. And what is that? So I figured let's get into it a little bit. And uh, so, in case you don't know, and I want to thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you so much. Keeping the show going and growing, keeping me going and, you know, staying out of my head, my stinking thinking. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. I'm just checking these. Um, Pardon me. I'm checking my links, see if they're running. I mean, the, uh, you know, the, the stream. It's a stream, a beautiful stream. Okay, so what is the what is Project Twenty Twenty Five? Have you heard of this? Well, this is a plan, and they they've published this. This is, comes from the Heritage Foundation. Another another um, assault on America, straight from the bowels of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, how much longer are we going to take it? The Heritage Foundation, go away, people. You know. I hate these people. Like how much how much more do you need? Leave people alone. Let people live. Let them have a decent life. You know, that's all they sell is division and hatred. And you know, you're on your own, Jack. As if that's some kind of uh, uh something to look up to like, "Oh, I did it myself. I had no help bullshit." Everybody has help. That's how we were built. That's how we were made. Not There's not one single human being on this planet that did it all themselves. For Christ's sakes. But that's what they sell. Oh, as if you're supposed to be proud of that. Oh, I, nobody ever helped me. I, ne- I did it all. Well, um, that's, first of all, it's bullshit. But, you know, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you if that's the case. We know it's not the case, though. I never did anything. I did it all. Me and my husband, we were playing some clip of some, uh, you know, right winger. They're all like, uh, I think it was the uh, the last show. Some woman, she's like, my husband and I, we did it all ourselves. And no, you didn't, you know, but that, but whatever they, they, uh, anyway, well, I'm going down a, a tangent road. So what is Project 2025? It is a plan initiated by the Heritage Foundation, and, uh, you know, who is, they say it's a think tank. That's a, a fascist, Republican, well, conservative. That, they call themselves conservatives. I don't know what they're conserving. What are they conserving, right? They're conserving, I guess, they're conserving hierarchy because they're certainly not conserving decency. They're not conserving the environment. They're not conserving democracy. Right? If you're conservative, uh, wouldn't you want to conserve democracy, conserve the system of government the founders entrusted to you? But I guess, what because I was asking myself, I saw some other thing when I was going through the articles, uh, and I, they were saying how uh, but this, well, I'll get to it, actually. It's part of the 2025 project to flood the zone with the with conservatives. Hold on. If that's not a nightmare enough. 
flood the zone with concern. This sounds like fascism to me, right? It sounds like what the Nazis did. So if it looks like a Nazi and quacks like a Nazi and and uh, spews bullshit and nonsense and whines like a Nazi, it's a Nazi, and that's it. They because that they're doing the same things as other authoritarians throughout history, and uh, it's from the inside. Just like Hitler, they tried the outside coup, and that didn't work. So uh, they went to they did they played the inside coup. The Hit- Hitler used something called uh, the politics of legality. That's what he called it. After the failed coup of 1923, Hitler, he, uh, you know, as the leader of these freaks, realized that he needed to pursue his revolution through uh, the uh, and f- from uh, a legal standpoint uh, with the veneer of legal legitimacy rather through force rather than through force and uh, they used the electoral process of democracy to destroy democracy like uh, uh, Joseph Goebbels said the Nazis would come to the Reichstag or parliament as a wolves this is an actual quote as wolves to the sheep's pen so you know when people tell you who they are believe them he he that's a quote directly you know they're not hiding it they weren't hiding it either and what why did people vote for him why did people uh put him in power you know you had uh, the grave digger of german democracy was um was hindenburg as we've talked about before and just like Hindenburg, uh, we have, I guess, well, it's Mitch McConnell as uh, World War II historian Christopher, uh, what's his name now? Grant Browning? Christopher Browning? No, wait. It's Christopher, I think it's Browning, yeah. Historian? Yes, called uh, Mitch McConnell, the gravedigger of American democracy. And, uh, you know, because they, they allow this, this piece of dirt to infiltrate, oh, it's like a virus, into the body politic. Now, I just want to show you what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Project 2025. Look at that. It's, this is from the website of the Heritage Foundation. Just a nice white guy with a... Cheesy smile. Got a nice, well-fed, white, pasty face. A conservative. With a nice smile. You know, he's not... It's not... You know, what's Project 2025? It's nothing. Don't... Eh, pay no attention. Look over here. There's some brown people doing something that, uh, you know, they're trying to... They think they're part. They think they're actually part of a multiracial democratic republic. <laughs> There's some brown people trying to vote. Look over here. You know the banality of of treason, really, and evil. So the uh, Project 2025 is a plan initiated by the filthy fascist group, the Heritage Foundation, to reshape the executive branch of the U.S. federal government in the event of a Republican victory in the 2024 
presidential election. The project aims to place the entire executive branch of the United States federal government under direct presidential control, direct, eliminating the independence of various agencies, as such as the Department of Justice, the Federal Communications Commission, and the Federal Trade Commission. And that's all you really need to destroy democracy because you need the, you need the mouthpiece, right? You need the law, you know, for my, for my friends, everything, for my enemies, the law, a famous authoritarian quote. And uh, the FTC, you know, business, business was, gets involved, uh, you know, business really loved Hitler there, you know, certain businesses, of course, they love the slave labor, they love the destruction of unions, they love the, the strong arm that keeps people in their place, yeah, they don't, they don't fight back, they're afraid, you know, when your neighbors are disappearing in the night, and, and you, if you speak up, you, they got something for you, and it's not a, it's not a bed of roses, or a bouquet of roses, it might be, you know, an ass kicking. It might be, uh, but all it might be the law. It might be your, you know, legally and uh, extrajudicially disappeared into one of the camps that Trump is openly talking about. I mean, can you believe this? Can you believe? It's almost like it's so outrageous that some people just don't take it seriously. He's talking about putting millions of people in camps, in concentration camps in this country. You know, these, and I always think about how the, the filthy, disgusting Republicans in general, um, throughout the time I've been uh, doing progressive media, I've heard from them because I, I'm a big uh, FDR uh, fan. I don't know what else, he, what do you call it? FDR file? Is that it? Or I I wish we would have a new New Deal. I'm very, um, it sucks that FDR passed away when he did before he was able to p implement the second Bill of Rights. I mean, we'd be living in a much different country. We wouldn't have a filthy, disgusting con man threatening us right now, probably. And, uh, you know, we'd have a, I mean, could you imagine what a beautiful, uh, what, how much happier this country would be in general. You know, the right to a job, the right to housing, the right to health care. That was the second Bill of Rights, and FDR had it on the money, saying, you know, the, this, is, this country was, and the Constitution was meant to evolve, and it is a, uh, it's a testament to our success that we are a country that offers, uh, that guarantees, let's say, um, a, a house, a roof over your head. A, I mean, then this is, that doesn't that make sense? A job, right? The government could put people to work, right? As we did in the CCC and the WPA. If you don't have a job, you know, go uh, build some infrastructure, sweep the streets, paint Paint the whatever. Paint the infrastructure. Do there's a there's always something to do. And of course, uh, the Republicans hate hate that because you know 
that would make i mean there's so many reasons because they're they're like oh be afraid be afraid the, the government is gonna what put you in camps then that's what they want to do but that's the, but the point of what i was what i was going for was that throughout doing this kind of media i've oh, i've heard from republicans conservatives or whatever they call themselves saying um you know, oh, you love FDR? Um, he put people in camps. And I always found that to be, of course, you know, kind of funny because Republican, they, I'm like, you you would cream over putting somebody in a camp. That's what you want to do. And the the one thing that the um, even the Roosevelt family um apologize as being part of uh, that FDR's legacy as a, as a stain on his legacy is, you know, the one thing that they're like, oh, he put people in camps as if, you know, they don't want to put people in camps. They love camps. And, in, and he's, they're the people during the time, during World War II, they're the type of people that were pushing to put the Japanese in in camps. So, you see what I'm saying? Um, it's a shame that, ha oh, uh, putting it mildly, that that happened. But that was also racism, you understand? Because the Japanese, as far as in, as World War II was concerned, if you notice the um, propaganda in general, I mean, we have propaganda here. The Americans have propaganda. There's all propaganda. You know, everything has an angle. So, uh, but the propaganda, the American um, propaganda, World War II media about the Japanese put them into categories of subhuman. If you've, if you've ever studied that or noticed in, uh, in that period of history, whereas the Germans were portrayed as um, sort of like wayward souls. Of course, the Nazis were portrayed as evil, but they were, the Germans in general were portrayed as um, uh, they had lost their way. And, uh, but the Japanese were a different, they were a different category of human. They were, they were uh, subhuman. And, and, that's why they were able, they would never have been able to put Germans in, uh, in camps because they were white. You see what I'm saying? But the, the inherent racism kicked in, and that's what happened. All right, hold on. Right? Yes, we can ask George, George Sakai because his family was put into camp. Was he in a camp? Is he that old? No. Let me see. Hold on. I'm looking it up. In Japanese internment camps. Let me see. George Sakai is a Japanese-American. He shares his experience of being interned in a Japanese-American internment camp during World War II. Wow, he's, he's that old? His family was forced to live in a horse stall at Santa, Ana, at Santa Anita Park in California before being taken by train to Camp Ra Rawer 
in Arkansas, where they were held along with approximately 120,000 other Japanese Americans solely because of their Japanese ethnicity. Takai has written a, a graphic memoir titled They Called Us Enemy, which details his family's story and the violation of civil and human rights on the mass on mass scale during the internment, of course. Additionally, he had a picture book scheduled for publication titled My Lost Freedom, which draws upon his early childhood years spent in internment camps. Wow. I didn't know how that he was that old. I mean, because that was 75 years ago, so he's like 80 years old? Good for him. Good for him. 80 is like the new 50. It's true. And uh, I appreciate that. Because I'm getting up there myself. I'm getting, I'm getting old, guys. But what's the alternative? So, right? You got to embrace it. All right. So where was I? Where was I? We were talking about the 2025. Project 2025 aims to place, yes, the entire executive branch. But this is a... Um, it's just one other step in the evolution that they've already been on this path. The, the Republicans, if you remember during the Bush years, talking about the unitary executive, it used to drive me insane that they would just put this out there. You know, Dick Cheney and George W. Bush, they would talk about the unitary executive. So would their underlings as well, as if, yeah, uh, that's a real nice way to say king, isn't it? That's a real nice way to say uh, untouchable, above the law. The unitary executive. That's a real nice way to say there are no checks and balances. And anybody who took a, a basic civics class in elementary schools understands that... The country was part of the uh, the uh, the founding, um, and what the founders were afraid of was one branch of government having too much power, and so they were supposed to check and balance each other, which is why it's so outrageous as well to hear the the uh, corrupted, illegitimate Supreme Court get all uh, oh, um, get all indignant. If at the mere notion of Congress regulating them and when Congress regulates the Supreme Court, you know, but we have we have a bunch of kings on the court now who are untouchable and they live like kings, too. It's they're really kind of disgusting and they don't have to hide it because, the you know, they're, they're hoping and they're holding on for. Project 2025. They want, they're hoping that the con man, with the help of the corporate media, with the help of the, of their, of, of course, their fascist propaganda outlets and the corporate media that doesn't seem to take this threat seriously. You know, for, they do at times. You, you'll, you'll hear some pundits. Uh, using the F word, fascism, and sounding the alarm, and then they'll go right back to the 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 polls, back to uh, Kornacki at the big board and 
the same old, as if this is just a regular election and Trump isn't talking about destroying democracy. I mean, he's openly saying it. Here's a guy who is um, who praises dictators, and Republicans are cool with that, who praises them. Who who says uh, like he's uh, he's envious of Kim Jong Un? How everybody stands at attention for him? I don't know what Ray is doing. He's he's crying. Ray, I don't know if you can hear him. He's like he's probably he's he gets toys. He gets like that when he plays with toys. He's there's nothing wrong with him. So okay. The project, oh yeah, like I said, the project aims to place the entire executive branch on, uh, of the government under direct presidential control. And th- this is the other thing that got, got me insane about the corporate media in general, how they wouldn't point out, but I mean, now they're doing it to a degree about the similarities to authoritarian takeovers throughout history. But I mean, what, what took you so long, you know? It's I. It's not like it was. This is something new. They've been talking about this all along. You know what about the unitary executive? They never seem to sound the alarm about that. Oh well, this is a a philosophy that where some scholars, conservative scholars, believe that the president is uh, you know what above the law has no checks and balances so uh that's not that that's not america that's not the way it is why why are you giving this them a pass is they it's like as long as they wrap their their bullshit in some veneer you know of legitimacy give it a name it's the unitary executive you know it's not that hey what can what what harm can it do it sounds so dry Sounds so legal, schmiegel. It's like uh, it's like uh, the, you know, intelligent design. It's like the Laffer curve. It's got a name, you know. It's like it's like supply side economics. All right, that's another. They put these names on things that give them legitimacy, the veneer, the the uh, facade of legitimacy. When it's it's just bullshit. What do you mean? Supply side economics. That's, there's no such thing. That's why George Bush's pappy, pappy Bush, called it voodoo economics. Because it's got, you gotta be, uh, it's not, doesn't work. You need some kind of magical spell if you want to make it work. It doesn't work. But it does work, though. You understand what I mean? It depends on what you're trying to do. It works if you are trying to turn the United States into the United States of serfs and lords. Then, then it works. That's why they can't come right out and say it. So when when you say unitary executive, you're you're you know people are like oh bring a book I'm you know that's a cure for insomnia. Good night, bye. I so there's some immigrant doing something. I need to get. I need to go scream at a bunch of immigrants. So you know, unitary executive, but they, but they don't care. Um, you know, just the average Joe Republicans in general, they, they're fine with the destruction of democracy as long as their guy 
wins, you know, as long as he hurts the people that he needs to be hurting, as they said. Remember, as long as he's not kicking it, kicking down on white people, uh, the Trump and Z crowd, they're fine with that. They he they because I mean, they're just so easily played. But okay, um, I, I don't know. It's really it really is concerning <laughs> to put to put it mildly and i get i i do get very um what's the word anxious i guess about if trump what i just saw some video about um you know kind of predicting the election and here we go right some youtube video it was some dude just doing something about predicting the election and he's like breaking it down yeah well if this happens then that will happen and uh joe biden will win but if that happens and this happens then trump's gonna win it's as if it's like not a five alarm fire what do you mean trump's gonna win he's not gonna win but we have to make sure of that by voting and overcoming the 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 cheat you know that that is built right into the system right we that's the thing that's the other thing that i remember we were talking about this on another show i was watching um i don't know meet the press or something and um they and uh chuck todd said they were doing a poll you know and they he was like Oh, this was before the the midterms when Republicans didn't have a there was no red wave. And hold on, I'll be right back with the rest of the story, like some other guy used to say. Some other guy, not this guy. Hello, hello. This is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk. Come hang out. YouTube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. Become a patron at Tarabuster. I mean at Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and check out APS Radio News for some other independent media voices. And when you go over there, tell Tara. I mean tell Charlie that Tara sent you. All right. So the rest of the story. What was the beginning of the story? Um, there's Boudica. Oh shit. Oh yeah, so oh yeah, Chuck, Chuck Todd said um, they he, they were doing a poll, you know, like and the, predicting the doom of the midterms that the Democrats are going to get trounced. They were like historical headwinds and everything else, you know, that sucks. Democrats are going to, you know, Democrats in disarray. It's always Dems in disarray, no matter what. And he said. And that also they have to overcome a 10, what, I think it was like 10%. Um, oh God, it was like put, another way of putting your thumb on the scale. Uh, a 10%, however you put it, because it's built in as if it was normal, you know, that the Democrats have to over have to overperform by 10% in general just to just to win you know even though what is that so you have to win and then you have to win by an overwhelming 
margin to to overcome the inherent cheating and gerrymandering and voter suppression because that's just the way it is you know the way that it's made you know that's the way the founders made it one party will have to get everything handed to them they will receive fewer votes they will represent fewer people they will promote unpopular by by a by a lot as trump says uh unpopular policies and they will still win they'll be in the majority for some inexplicable reason because why and then we'll hear how the united states is a center-right nation we'll keep hearing that no that's not center-right it's just what that what does center-right mean you know because when you ask republicans when you ask anybody when you ask people what you like social security that's why republicans can't come right out and 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 say to the assholes they're going to destroy social security they have to lie about it if it does slip out of their slithering snake mouths they'll then they'll have to go, so somebody said that uh, we're going to cut social security. That's just a lie. And it's not a lie because they've been doing it since FDR signed the bill. They've been coming for social security, you know, but they have to pretend, you know, Trump, he ran on a progressive platform with a with a, with racism on top. Right. And that's why the 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 Trump cult are a bunch of racists. Because if they didn't want, um, if they weren't racist, they would have went for Bernie's platform. Because he was that he basically had that platform, you know, uh, that um, talking about bringing manufacturing home tariffs, you know, uh, the free what was that the NAFTA. You know that that helped send jobs overseas. To uh, I mean, Trump was to talk about the same things uh, and healthcare, universal healthcare. It was going to be free, and everybody was going to be covered. Is the is the easiest deal you can ever make? Jesus Christ! Right? Am I wrong? No, I'm not. But. Anyway, uh, so why? That's what I'm saying. This this whole country is gaslit by the by corporate media, you know, and uh, that's why it drives me crazy about the polls when they go, "Oh, well, Joe Biden is very unpopular in the polls." Well, shut the fuck up about it for once and see what happens. Right? Stop saying that. Stop. How about you shut up and do some stories about? You know, what What people, um, uh, let's say the $35 insulin has done to some Americans' lives, how it's improved their lives. Or do some stories about how um, uh, they're opening chips factories again, in, I mean, for once in the United States, and how that's not just good for jobs and local communities, but also national security for once. Do job, do a damn story like that. Do stories on how 
the United States is the only damn country without friggin' health care as a right. And why? Why is that? Because it was an accident. That's what happened. We got this bullshit of, in, of jobs, uh, of employers giving you health insurance by, uh, by complete accident. But do some stories about FDR's second Bill of Rights. How about that? Talk about that. Then get the panel in to discuss it. And, you know, I mean, instead of constantly giving us polls about how Joe Biden sucks, how, how people don't like him, they just don't, he's not, they think he's too old, even though Trump is fucking two years younger. And can't can't bend, can't do a one goddamn squat, much less a push up. Are you kidding me? But there's Joe Biden out there riding bikes. Oh, but he fell. Please, he if if Trump fell, he wouldn't be he 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 wouldn't get up. He'd be like Jabba the Hutt. He'd just transform into a slug on the ground and and say, "I meant to do that." I mean, come on. He's the most unhealthy, disgusting person who lives on hamburgers. And he looks like he's going to stroke out any minute. I, I just hope he holds on until he scro- strokes out in prison. Just hold on. And then they're like doing polls. Well, if you put him up, tro- uh, Joe Biden up against Nikki Haley... As if these fucking people don't have a record, right? How about you do some stories about how Nikki Haley is is nothing? Oh, she came up with some zinger. She said, you're z- I feel stupider talking to you. Now people are like, I think I'm giving her a second look. She had a real good zinger there. Sort of like when, when Reagan said, well, I won't use my the my opponent's youth and inexperience against him. Yuckity yuckity yuck. <laughs> and that's when it all turned around for the old Gipper. He came up. He was like zing. Went the strings of my heart. I zing zinged, and I really put a zinger out there. And then, okay, he also ended up trickling on us and making us the least upwardly mobile from the most upwardly mobile. <laughs> but no, he did a good zinger. And uh, so did Nikki Haley. Play some friggin' clips of her, How what a nothing she is. She says nothing. She's got a lot of words. I, it's like mind-numbing, the words that come out of her mouth. Just a, a litany of words, but yeah, because she, she's talk about what what a coward she is. How she's like, no, Trump cannot be our president. He can't be our standard bearer because he incited an insurrection. Then she's like, well, I'm giving him a second look. Well, why not? He so among us. Hasn't engaged in insurrection. <laughs> we are ter- talking about the Republican Party here, after all. Who among us doesn't want to destroy democracy? 
He just wants to do it at 90 miles an hour instead of the 55 the Republicans want to do it at. You know, he just wants to slam us into a wall at 90 miles an hour when we just wanted to, you know, do it incremental. Incremental change. I'm an incrementalist. Who fucking wants increment? Oh, my God. Don't get me going with incremental, too. That's another thing. What is an incrementalist? It's somebody that has no balls, probably. That's it. And, and I, I just want, you know, to be all things to all people. I have absolutely no um, core values at all, except how does this serve me in my career? How does this get me, um, you know, uh, get these suckers to vote for me? When you put Nikki Haley out there, who? What has she ever done? When she was the she was the UN ambassador, what did she ever do? She proved that she's a nothing and will say anything. Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. But they just like, oh, Nikki Haley. Now they, I'm giving her a second look. And the corporate media's like, okay, yeah, wonderful. Let's not do any stories about Nikki Haley. What a what a friggin' two face, nothing she is with word salad vomit. That means nothing. Who she says? I'm unapologetically pro life, but I also think, and you know, word salad, word salad, word salad, because she wants people to be like, well, she is pro-life and unapologetic about it. Well, don't get me going on that, too. That's another thing. You're not pro-life. That's another thing Democrats should be like, get the fuck out of here. There should be a laugh track whenever a Republican says, I'm an unapologetic pro-life. Really? Really, Booby? Sort of like you're unapologetically pro-democracy, pro-America. I love my red, white, and blue shirts with eagles. You see, I'm pro-America, which means what? You you step over your your fellow Americans. That when you when you see the, the your fellow Americans begging on GoFundMe for medical care, you're like, that's just the way it is. That's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful how our fellow Americans are so generous to give their, their, they give $10 to somebody's cancer treatments. That might get them through. Oh, look, she made a, she made a thousand dollars on her viral campaign for her, her, um, cancer treatments that will get her through a whole day. At the hospital. And then, you you know, because you got to work. Can't, can't trade on, on getting well. You got to, you got the stress of, you got to go dra- drag your, your bold head to work. After your cancer treatments, you know, just take a pit spot, pit stop at the bathroom to puke and get back on that Zoom call. You know, uniquely American, ain't it? That's just fantastic. That's just wonderful. 
why don't you do, do some stories about that? Do some stories about, you know, I mean, inform people. Telling, uh, telling other Americans what other ill-informed Americans think is not, is not news. It's not informing. It doesn't do anything. What does it do? It's like if I, I feel like we're in high school or something. Well, Johnny said, Tammy said, Tammy likes, Tammy thinks your, 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 your pants are too high. Where's the flood? You need to, uh, you know, Tammy thinks you should wear your hair up. Who fucking cares? What other ill-informed, low-information voters think? You might, I mean, the, the whole point is you should be ashamed. That's what that's what the corporate media say. What like we are ashamed that people are this ill-informed, and this is. I mean, the, if that's the case, that's a that is terrible. I mean, shame on you for making them so ill-informed that they think a tax-cheating insurrectionist with 91 indictments, a convicted rapist, a, a, an avowed fascist who is now calling everyone fascist, of course, because there are, there's, you know, as Pontius Pilate said, truth. What is truth? You know, truth is what the fascists say it is. So when you call everybody a fascist, it's just, okay, everybody's a fascist. So it has no meaning anymore. This is just a word. And don't explain it. Maybe explain it to people. Okay. It's so, it's crazy. But this is where we are. Right? Right, medical bankruptcy, twisted nerves painting. That's a, another a uniquely American thing. That's fantastic. Isn't that fantastic? Get any sleep? And for those who don't know, that's uh, George W. Bush talking to some woman, some dumb bitch who had three jobs. She's a Republican. You got, oh, you mean, ma- 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 honey, 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 honey. You, what's wrong with you? Your brain is broke. But that's because it's racism. You know, they, it's a cult. The whole thing. It's, a, it's my team against your team. And your team, and this is what they think. Like the Democrats, oh, I would never vote for them because they, this is the message that they get. I'm going to break it down for you right now. The Democrats take your money through taxes. They tax you. And they give it to brown people. That's that's what people think. That's what dumbasses in this country think. The, the dumbasses like that poor woman. I wonder if she's still alive. Who knows? She probably stroked out. The one who was talking to George W. Bush, uniquely American, ain't it? Ain't that great? You, you work three jobs? I do. I work three jobs and I, I, I want the, uh, you know, I feel like I've earned it. Then they were, you know what they were talking about? Do, um, um, destroying social security. You know, he was doing a tour, George W. Bush. 
he was on tour saying how uh you know let's get rid of uh social security let's let's privatize social security and of course that's how republicans do it too they go um they pit people against each other like whenever they're trying to to destroy social security they're like oh no 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 not not if you're over the age of 55 or something. The rest of us, you know, youngins, you youngins or whatever, you can go pound sands. You can go fuck yourself. Because these young people, yeah, they, they think like, oh, well, you know, we could tw- trick these young assholes because they don't know. That's why, uh, you know, they think they're going to live forever or whatever. And they have their whole lives ahead of them. And they don't understand. They don't know what life was like pre-social security you know what i mean they don't know of course we're gonna they're gonna find out and but that's how they and they they use their propaganda outlets to keep talking about it saying how oh it's going bankrupt you won't because they're prepping their the young uns to, to be like oh it won't be there when i'm i've i've heard young people say that i'm not gonna have it won't be there and i say bullshit that's fucking bullshit and i explain that it's not that that's a a propaganda line that's used to prep you to abandon social security and they also go on about uh how well i would be better if i put this in the stock market it would be give me such a great return because i'm such a great fucking day trader because you know how it is in america you got to do every, you got to be, uh, you, when you want to get medical insurance, you got to go on, you got to say, do I need plan C? Do I need plan C? Like, as if you, well, this year, I'm not going to get, um, I won't get cancer this year. So I'm not going to need, it's like what my family needs this year. Oh, all right. Here's what I was talking about. You and I are baby boomers. Yes. And I am concerned about that the system says the same for me. Right. For me. But I do want to see change and reform for my children because I realize that we will be in trouble down the road. Oh, fuck you. Interesting point. And, and I hear this a lot. You must be so tired from those three uniquely American jobs. I hear we're going to be in trouble. Who's telling you that? The, the con man sitting in front of you. Yeah. Okay. And I, we're, I want my children to be fucked royally so they can go back to the good old days of, you know, go begging the church for, for, for anything. If you need anything, you're, you have to go beg the church if you get sick. I think I told you, my, my family, my, my grandmother and, uh, they, um, their house burnt down back in the day. My father, uh, my grandmother, my grandfather, uh, they had, um, eight kids, including my father. And they, my grandfather was an, well, he was a drunk, but you know, a functional drunk like you were back in uh, the fifties or whatever, like mad men. And he was smoking in bed and he burned the house down. Okay, 
And he, uh, they didn't have insurance because my grandmother, I mean, my grandfather didn't, in fact, uh, pay the bill that month. Isn't that nice? But whatever. That's a different story. And they had nothing. So they had nothing. The house burnt down. You know, they were going to be homeless. Eight kids. My good Catholic family. My grandmother went to the Catholic church and begged them begged my but you know because you go to the church you know she was from ireland so that's what you do too you know but they have health care in ireland now and uh she went to the church and was and asked them for help and they gave her 20 dollars i think and like i think they gave them a basket so you know what happened my parents i mean my parents my grandparents and the eight kids moved into a project they had to move into public housing because they had no money you know so uniquely american but that's that was there because of government that that filthy government they were able to get into public housing and uh but the church did did squat for them but that's the world republicans want to take us back to what did the church do? You know, you could put a, you could put your money in the basket every week. You think this is my my insurance policy? Yeah, right. Good luck, booby. But I do want to see change and reform for my children because I realize that we I hate my children. I guess road. it's an interesting point, and and I hear this a lot. You know, you just heard it. Will the system be the same for me? And the answer is absolutely. You hear that shit? One of the things we have to continue to clarify. To Absolutely. people who have retired, we're just going to fuck others, not ourselves. The near retirement. Unfortunately, yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not going to tell your age, but you're one year younger than me, and I'm just getting started. <laughs> okay. Okay. Huh? Good singer. Great, I'm going to vote for him. I remember when I turned 50, I used to think 50 was really old. <laughs> now I think it's young, and getting ready to turn 60 here in a couple of years, and I still feel young. I mean, we are living longer, and yes. people are working longer, and the truth of the matter is... Uh, we got to uh, fuck them. Elderly baby boomers have got a lot to offer to our society, and we shouldn't think about giving up our uh, responsibilities in society. <laughs> Isn't that right? Oh, That's yeah. right. Yeah. But nevertheless... Like a real Tony there's a certain comfort to know that the promises made will be kept by the government. Yes. And so, uh, thank you for asking that. You don't have to worry. That's good because I work three jobs and I feel like I contribute. You work three jobs? Three jobs, yes. Uniquely American, isn't it? I mean, that is fantastic that you're yes. doing that. Fucking dumb bastards. That is fantastic. Get any sleep? Fantastic. Not much. Right. Not wow. Much. Both of us will help you get your sleep to know that when we talk about Social Security, nothing changes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Ha, nothing. Look at those idiots behind them, too. Laughing. <laughs> nothing changes for you, but we're going to make sure we're going to... Others. Oh, my God. It's unreal. Can somebody, can somebody tell everybody to watch us, watch this show, please? And, uh, you know, I don't know. Somebody, 
Somebody, anybody. Oh shit, did I just, oh, I thought I closed the wrong window. Get any sleep? Uniquely American, ain't it? Look at these idiots behind them, too. It's like the Trump idiots now. It, it's only gotten worse, of course. What is so disgusting when you hear the Republicans, when the Trump Anzies are gathering at their Nuremberg rallies, there, and yeah, when Trump is mocking uh, the a a eighty two year old man getting beaten over the head with a hammer, thanks to the right wing rhetoric that triggered him. Um, you know, the idiots are laughing. It's, it's shame on them. Shame on them. And anybody who votes for Trump and the Republicans should be ashamed. You know, that's you're voting for your own demise. You're voting for the demise of this country. Now, you can you cannot like democracy. Maybe, hey, that Maybe that's the way you are. You don't like sharing with others. You don't like sharing with people of brown skin. You don't like multiracial liberal democracy like Mike Johnson. You want everybody to be Christian. And he's recently, you know, these clips have been recently um, uncovered about it. You know, it's all coming out. But Mike Johnson talking about how, uh, talking about like multi, um, uh, or uh, you know, different religions in the country are trying to. Uh, I think he said, erase Christianity or something. Or no, erase something about the gospel, as as if that's uh, the the role of government. You see, because they're confused. They're not only do they hate America, they're confused by America. Now you may not like. America. You may not like multiracial liberal democracy that was birthed by the Enlightenment, Enlightenment thinkers, and inspired by the Enlightenment thinkers, and put together by the students of the liberal age of Enlightenment who overthrew an aristocracy and a monarchy that ruled Western civilization for 2,000 years. You may not like that but you don't that doesn't mean you get to re you get to destroy it here move move to hungary i know you love hungary you love victor orban you keep you praise him you hang out with him you like tucker carlson kissing his ass you you invite him to your rallies your 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 fascist nuremberg rally so he can get up there and like go off on trans people you know you hate the same people you hate the same things. You want everyone in their place. You hate freedom. You hate liberty. You hate you hate your your fellow Americans. You hate the general welfare. You like your own welfare. You know, you that's like this lady, you know, uniquely American. I just want my shit. Everybody else can go eat eat they can go uh, you know, they can go take a leap. As long as I, I just want mine. Is there's not? I mean, God, it's so. It's such a typical Republican way. I just want to know that I'm gonna have mine, and everybody else can go eat shit and die. They can go live on the street, you know, like a during, like be, like pre-social security, when you had 
thousands of homeless people living on the Bowery. The old people I'm talking about. When the number one, the primary cause of death for the elderly in this country was hypothermia and malnutrition. You know, the good old days. The good old days. Get a job, old bastard. What's retirement? You can retire when you're dead. You got to pay those medical bills. Oh, well, you got Medicare until they, of course, they are, you know, you got to worry about the donut hole and carve out. And you, you if it's uh, Medicare, well, you got Medicare Part C or whatever. The, that's all privatized Medicare. That's all. Thank you, Republicans, for fucking us again, for making our lives stressful. Like, well, this is what we want to do. You want to go to the doctor, and then you got to get on the phone. Is this, what? I'm denied? This is the way they, I mean, I can't take them. But as long as you got yours, right? And the Republicans, like, you know, don't worry. We promise we're going to fuck the people that need the fucking. He's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. So... Okay, Project 2025 goes on and on and on. It says it seeks to base the presidential agenda on a maximalist version of the unitary executive theory, arguing that Article 2 of the Constitution vests executive power solely in the president. And that's the other thing that was driving me insane, about media in general, the corporate media, when they were talking about when uh, um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, uh, Steve Bannon when he was when they were going on, and they still talk about it how they want to uh, deconstruct the administrative state. That's what they would they how of course it was being phrased, and then the corporate media would bring it up. Oh well, they 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 want to deconstruct the the administrative state, and what does that mean? That's exactly what the Nazis did. Oh, we got to get rid of all these unelected bureaucrats. That's how the Republicans presented. Oh, doesn't that... And uh, Vivek Ramashmarmi said the same thing. Oh, we don't... We're going to overhaul the entire federal government, get rid of all these unelected bureaucrats. And that's what... Um, What's his name? This Death Santis was talking about when he was like, "Oh, I'm going to slit throats, the federal government. I'm going to slit slit their throats." Um, they're talking about getting rid of civil servants, but this, the civil service is one of the f- the pillars of democracy. We, in order to have a functioning democracy that works for all, we need a non political civil servant we need a bureaucracy that is non-political that isn't uh that doesn't work for the the you know the authoritarian strongman at the top the, but i never hear that on any of the on the so-called mainstream media or whatever they never bring oh they just say oh deconstruct the administrative state and then vivek ramaswamy will say i want to get rid of all these unelected bureaucrats. Well, how hard is it to say that is 
an assault uh, on democracy, just like how, you know, violating norms and shoving these unqualified flunkies onto the Supreme Court, despite, you know, every, uh, not just law of decency, but despite, you know, democracy itself, like um, how, um, you know, the gravedigger of American democracy, Moscow Mitch, put is prevented Obama from seating a Supreme Court justice. I mean, that in itself is a Nazi move, like right out of the Nazi playbook. But it's like, oh, it's just violating a norm. And of course, what did Obama do? He just rolled over for it. Democrats just go on. Oh, well, you know. He's not the illegitimate Justice Gorsuch. He's just Justice Gorsuch. When they should, they, they you don't give uh, deference to the coup. You don't legitimize the coup. He's the illegitimate freaking Gorsuch. He shouldn't even be there. If he had any decency, if he was a decent person, he would have declined. Just like all the the Republicans at the January sixth hearings and whatnot who said no to the filthy fascist scumbag trying to overthrow the government trying to nullify our votes the will of the american people why so many are in their cold early graves right now because they fought bled and died for that right for us and these scumbags come in and and they want to nullify that because, you know, a con man is not man enough to admit he lost. Because he, you know, he, how can he ever look Putin in the eye? That's what it's about, too. But you don't just go along with the coup. Oh, well. Okay, so, all right. I'm, we see, I see the time. Oh, my God. It happens every time. So the Heritage Foundation plans to have 20,000 personnel in its database by the end of 2024. And uh, and a project, in, uh, the, the project includes a $22 million presidential transition operation preparing policy personnel lists, okay, and transition plans to recommend to any Republican who might win the election. The project also includes specific policy recommendation, uh, such as addressing climate, meaning, you know, the climate can go fuck itself, and we uh, the future can is fucked. So addressing the EPA, meaning, you know, uh, it's like, like Reagan put, that he was the first one to put somebody hostile to the, edu- the, the Department of Education at the head of the Department of Education. Now, he was the first one that did those those uh, Republican dirty tricks to destroy the government from the inside. That's it. And, but, you know, it is comparable. Um, so let's see. Let me see. Um... So, like I was saying, there are historical parallels to what these right-wingers are up to with this Project 2025 
Um, and uh, one, of course, like I mentioned earlier, the politics of legality. That's what Hitler called it. Uh, to use the electoral process to destroy democracy from the inside. And I repeat what Joseph Goebbels said, the Nazis would come to the Reichstag or parliament as wolves to a sheep pen. Doesn't that give you chills? That's what we're dealing with now. So, of course, the role of the conservative elite in the, um, in the Nazi rise to power in Weimar, Germany. Uh, let's see. The conservative elite in Weimar, Germany, believed that a return to authoritarian rule was the only stable future for Germany. And that's why the business and the, you know, even the American business magnates they were uh, quite enthralled with Hitler. Um, and, and throughout Europe, when we've talked about this before, how when Hitler, Hitler was very inspirational to the conservatives of France, of uh, Denmark, uh, the countries that where they took over, um, they the Nazis were only able to rule and to suppress their democratic these the, the governments that they had taken over um, former democracy they were able to suppress that them through with the help of the conservatives from the inside which is what ex exactly what would happen here what do you think they would do like for example if uh, Orban you know took over somehow they would go right along with it but i'm um, it's we don't even have to imagine we have our own homegrown orban yeah which they look to for inspiration the Pro project 2025 make no mistake it is an openly authoritarian campaign and i'm not the only one saying it of course and uh, let's see, Trump vowed, oh no, he said, Trump had a vision with a focus on having the civic infrastructure in place on day one. And that means just flunkies in government to destroy government and make sure, and, and the enemies, of course, you know, silence dissent get those people in the camps he's already talked about it openly get them in the camps on day one everybody's going into a camp and how um you know i complained about the corporate media but trump openly promised to take people off the air to take msnbc off the air to take cnn off the air they're they're not kidding so, how much longer? All right, guys, listen, guys, guys, guys. Become a patron at patreon.com slash taradev. And this is the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. But there is more show. YouTube.com slash C for channel slash tarabuster. We hang out every Friday evening at 8.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will win. 
thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News, for hosting this show, too, on your platform. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Now, 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 <clears throat> I'm just reading some of the comments. The world will go out in a pathetic orange shark. <laughs> I like that. Didn't see that one coming. And if we do, I mean, didn't we deserve it? Well, no, not necessarily because we're fighting. We're fighting against them. And, they, you know, he... He will not win if we go and vote, if everybody votes. Every normal person votes. Every person that is capable of functioning in a democracy. Every person that does value freedom. What are you doing, booty? <gasps> oh my God, there's a bug on the floor. Oh my God, it's so dis- I gotta. I gotta get it. Oh my God. I have to play a video and go get my humane bug catcher. Let's see. Let's play. I have to. Uh, what am I going to play? While I d- d- deal with this. Booty, where is it? Oh, oh this is so gross. There's a fucking bug. I rarely have to deal with this. I live in a good apartment. Don't worry, guys. But it happens. This is New York. I have a exterminator that comes in every month, but, you know, I think it's a big, giant water bug. Let's listen to George Santos. We're going to talk about George Santos, so I'm going to... I'll play this George Santos being a self-loathing gay. Hold on. Well, look at it this way, John. The family unit's been under attack for decades. Yeah. Look, in in different ways, right? In in, in different ways. The the flavor of the decade is um, same-sex couples. Oh, that's so okay. uh, Look, to each your own. I don't have anything against that, but they're teaching in school kids, you know, that... You know, you don't need a mommy and a daddy. You can have two mommies. You can have two daddies. I think that's a little much for kids, right? It's and, not, it's, and it's not their place. And that's that's an attack on the family unit in the sense where they're just making excuses and reasoning to explain to kids why there's only one mommy or why there's only daddy, you know, and there's no other person, that it's okay to be like that, that that's your unique type family. I, I want to go back in time and think, why would it be bad for minorities in general? And that includes me, right? But why would it be bad for us to have a mom, a dad in the same household, your little brothers and sisters, you know? And then I keep, I keep thinking, because then oh that, that creates <laughs> stability. And stability raises- All right, enough with him. Sorry, that was a good hunter booty. Good girl. She got it. I have a humane bug catcher. 
but I threw it out the window. So, I mean, I don't know. Does Do they survive the fall? They only, only the universe knows. Whew. That was scary, but good girl, booty. Good job. Good job, booty boo. All right. Here comes Ray after all the drama's over. All right, so let's see. What was I going to... Was I... No, it wasn't George Santos. Excuse me. There are some George Santos... He's not... He hasn't really done anything over the Thanksgiving past few days. And uh, I just want to say, Joey Bay, he sent me a, a meme. Thanksgiving. Celebrating the day Americans feed or fed undocumented immigrants from Europe. That's so true, right? That's a good way to put it. But I wanted to talk about this, how um, another disgusting right-winger who will just simply not go away, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. If I never hear that name again, it'll be too soon. But here we are. Kyle Rittenhouse is broke. I'm so sorry. Well, get a job. Isn't that what Republicans say? Get a fucking job. Like, why are you crying? Get a job, sociopath. Murderer. You murdering sociopath. You fake-ass murdering sociopath. And I was actually thinking about this because I was watching some some videos when I was sick. I was watching a lot of videos, in fact. But I, when I was awake, I should say. But I was watching. Do you ever see the behavior panel? You know what that is. That they're they're on YouTube. I like them. They're for guys who are are experts in um, interviewing techniques and body language, and they. I just where the hell are you guys? Can't find you. I'm trying to find the YouTube stream did i shut it by accident do, 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 i hope not but anyway so i was watching the i'll have to find it i was watching the behavior guys or the behavior channel Booty. don't tell me there's another one Boudica. but i was watching the behavior channel i don't know is it the, <laughs> I'm so distracted at this moment. And they uh, they were discussing Chris Watts. That's what I that's what would um, uh, made me think about Kyle Rittenhouse because you know he was discussing how um, he's you know, um, how he was crying his eyes out. You know, it was like all the mimicking of um of human emotion and he had no he uh, and that's why it was very weird when you were watching i mean for those who don't know chris watts is the guy who he killed his wife right he and family too so um and these guys were they watch the in interviews is this fucking still um 
I'm just, I can't find the YouTube stream, but it's still going, right, guys? <laughs> I hope so. I think I might have shut it by accident. I'm just making sure. I have so many screens open, it's not even funny. And, um, I hope you, uh, just bear with me, guys, please. I know you have, you're, you're the long-suffering Terror Buster community. We've gone through a lot together. Oh, I found you. Okay, good. We've, we have gone through a lot. Cats. Me. Different uh, moods. We've dealt with, now we've dealt with giant water bug invading our space. But, okay, so, but I was, it made me think, so for those who don't remember, Chris Watts is a disgusting human being, a psychopath who murdered his wife and family, and then he went on the new, he was caught uh, pretty quickly because the wife's, one of the wife's friends called it, was, was upset, like, where's my friend, she's missing, and she called the police right away, and with, before even 12 hours, or it was just mere hours before uh, I mean after he murdered his family the cops were at his house and they were and then it became a big thing and he was like oh, I want my family back but there was no emotion there you know and then that's what everybody was like this guy did it because there was something weird he had no feelings he was saying oh I was crying my eyes out uh, I can't sleep I'm a, the, the, you didn't see any of you heard it, but you you didn't see it. And that's the way it was with Kyle Rittenhouse when he was on the stand. And he was crying and fla flapping about like a fish out of water and, and snorting and breathing and hyperventilating, but not a single tear. Not one effing tear. Now, I don't know about you, but I have ugly cried in my life. Haven't you? You know, got so sad. You've cried and it's been, and, and it's an ugly cry. That's why it's called that. And you're snorting. And I don't know, but I've never done that without a, di a single tear coming out. A single snot coming. And that's what it was. He was snorting and breathing and hyperventilating there was no snot there was no tears because he's a he's he's sick he's a, he's a i don't know sociopath he's a narcissist who goes to a place where no no one wants you there it's not your community obviously his mother's a sick bitch too his mother drove him there going to a community you have nothing no nothing to do nobody asked you let me ask your stupid ass. You're you're a fucking teenager, right? He was uh, just a kid. He shouldn't have been walking around with an assault weapon, and only in America, right? Only in this sick country. And then he kills two people and an attempt attempted murder. The other guy, one, the third guy, was. He survived by happenstance. But he he got let off because, you know, the fix was in. 
with this racist-ass judge, this right-wing fascist judge without dignity, without decency. And this, this, this is the problem with Republicans in general. They, you know, they have to inflict their manias on us. You think he, that anybody would have allowed Kyle Rittenhouse to say, and that's, he was not judged by a jury of his peers. He was judged by the judge. It was that kind of case. And, uh, he was, he, he let him go. Right. Am I wrong about that? Now that I'm saying that, wait, was it judge? What is that kind of trial called? Bruce Schroeder. When it's just the judge? Or or was it... Wait. All right. Now I'm getting... It's been a while. I have to look that back up. Somebody on the chat will inform me. But did he... Let me look this up while I'm saying this. Did... Did Kyle... I don't know. I, I can't even believe I have to write this name. Rittenhouse have a jury trial. Oh, he did. He had a jury trial. He was acquitted on the charges against him by uh, the jury considered five felony counts and misdemeanor weapons charge was dismissed by the judge. But the judge, in fact, I remember when this trial was going on and I read an article that was titled, I hope we're all prepared for Kyle Rittenhouse to get off, you know, or be let free or whatever. And uh, because the person who was reporting on the trial was, it was amazing how uh, this judge was simp was was so uh, so on the side of Kyle Rittenhouse, and it was so clear and obvious, and always attacking the the prosecutor and ruling against the prosecutor. I mean, there's so many things you could do to put your thumb on the scale. Let's see. But anyway, the, the, the problem um, for society is that there were no penalties. Kyle Rittenhouse suffered nothing. In fact, he was treated like a rock star in conservatism. But, the, but we know that the conservatives do this in general There's because they're very sick people and they like when their fellow Americans are being killed. You see, there's, they enjoy that. As long as it's brown people or people who are, um, you know, uh, liberals who are uh, uh, compatriots of brown people, uh, then they're fine with murder. They like murder. They like to, they don't, because they don't like this country, you see. So why would, they're not patriots. They, you, because you can't call yourself a patriot and hate just about everybody in your country. You can't, you can't be a patriot if you just like one group of people. You see, and that's the difference between us, the normal people, and them. Right, as Play Dave says, that wasn't a thumb, that was an entire body on the scale. Absolutely. But the difference between normal people, like us, and them, is that I'm not trying to hurt these people. I'm not, like, happy 
when they're unhappy, unless they're going to jail, like I like that. They uh, that's good because they earned it. But I'm trying to. We're here trying to make sure they have health care, that they don't go bankrupt when they get sick, that they have the freedom, you know, to go to a doctor or the, the to have a living wage and be treated with decency and respect on their uh, at the job and work in safe conditions, that their environment and their communities are free of the poison of corporate waste. That the that their local whatever can't just dump their their corporate you know whatever their poison into their into the community and hurt harm the people who live there that there are standards that their homes are built to a certain standard that so that when they're sitting there in their basements you know going on looking for QAnon bullshit that things don't fall down on their heads that the whole thing doesn't collapse. Because there's standards, you know, you, when you are building a home, you have to use a certain, certain type of material. You have to build it to a code. You can't cut corners like Trump does all the time because he's a greedy dirtbag. Right? I mean, because there are, and that's part of being, uh, you know, in a functioning modern society. And I always remember when I was in the National Guard, I was in some training, and sometimes you're in a unit and they, you have certain, um, uh, you know, slogans or whatever. I guess that's what you call it. You know, what do you call that? Not mascot. The mascot's a thing. Um, you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, like a tagline or something. And every time you saw... A, a officer or whatever and you salute you would say standards sir you know that was one one of the units I was in standards that was our our because uh, we were li- trying to live up to standards you know there were standards we had standards we didn't cut corners we did things right we did them by the book we had pr- pride in them yes motto thank you <laughs> thank you twisted nerves painting Where's my, I don't know. I can't, can't think of words. I hope that's not Alzheimer's creeping in, but I guess we'll find out. But yeah, and I think of that, you know, standards, there has to be some standards. That's why that's the, that is a uh, hallmark of democracy, of a successful society. Like, you know, standards, when you open up a bottle of water, you buy a bottle of water, it's not filled with parasites because there's standards somebody's checking it and somebody has to check it because of greed that's the way you know that's the way it is you don't end up with parasites when you eat you know you you trust that when you buy something from the supermarket and you cook it or whatever that it's not filled with parasites because there are standards but you know what I don't know. I don't know what the Republicans think. You know, that's what they think. That's well to freedom, freedom to them, as we know. It's all it's all just a cover for corporate oppression, and corporate oppression is you know oligarchy. It's fascism. It's the 
authoritarian playbook, you know, big business. And that's why the, I can't, I, I mean, we, we can all, we can have a show like a marathon show, as you know, but uh, the, because it never stops. Uh, and it's all, it all ties together, but how the, um, you know, they, was I gonna say um whatever I'm going all over the place but the point is what was I saying about standards oh my god you guys are distracting me anyway I'll, I'll remember as soon as we start talking about something else but okay the jury um let's get back to Kyle Rotten Rotten House yeah we're talking about how you know there's What's the point of having a civilized society? You know, what do we we come together? We should be proud of having a society that has standards, not just uh, you know every man for himself, doggy dog. And of course, if that happens to right wingers, they would cry, cry, cry. And when they talk about freedom, you know, what, what they're talking about, they're not talking about the freedom to be your authentic self, the freedom to go to a doctor when you're sick, the freedom to not be harassed by a bunch of right-wingers because you're different. You know, they're talking about the freedom of a corporation to put its boot on your neck and you being powerless to do nothing about it. That's what, they, that's what they're for, really, ultimately. And in the meantime, they divide people. And, you know, and idiots like that lady who wants her Social Security but doesn't want her kids to have it, uh, they go right along with it. Because, yeah, that's who they are. You know, I mean, I, I gave you the secret earlier. The, the, the whole agenda, the right wing, the whole Republican agenda is there. This is why, like, average people vote for these, the, the, you know, their own demise. Why the chickens vote for Colonel Sanders. Because they are told that their their taxes democrats tax them take from them good hard working white people and give to undeserving others and they don't see the whole interconnectedness of of society of us in general how they use the system how we all do and they don't see the game you know, they get met, they fall right into it. They get mad at the people lower on the ladder because they get more government services because they're poor. And that's part of the game. That's why I'm, you know, normal people advocate for universal health care, universal higher education, universal retirement security. It belongs to everyone. It's a right of citizenship. That's the way it should be. So there's no resentment being deliberately cultivated among the lower classes, among the working classes. 
And that's why people are like, oh, I did it all myself. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I do it all. Why not you? Why can't you? But you know that no one works harder than poor people. They work three uniquely American low-paying jobs. I don't know what that woman's actual jobs were, but I bet you her husband worked. She, Her father and mother gave her a house you know what i mean like there's that intergenerational wealth that was passed down she didn't look like she was living uh hand to mouth but uh, not that i know i don't know her exactly but anyway kyle rittenhouse is broke he's he's broken mentally now he's broke but we always knew that was coming because what's he going to do? He's full of shit anyway. He he wrote a book, though, everyone. Yeah, he wrote it. My ass wrote it. Some ghostwriter wrote it. And now he's trying to... He's whining. He's crying. Well, he wants sympathy. You know, I wish, you know, like the people he killed would love to have those problems. Don't you think? They'd love to have any problems. But they don't have the freedom because he took their lives away. Because he's a he's a murderer. There's no reason for him to have killed those people. One, I think they they all thought he was an active shooter. You understand that's what, that's what was going on there in Kenosha with this piece of shit running around with an assault weapon shooting at people. They all thought there was like some freaking active shooter kook running around like. Uh, uh, as they are, as they do, some right-wing maniac on the loose. One guy threw a plastic bag at him, and Kyle Rittenhouse shot him. Because, you know, that's what you do. He was He feared for his life, supposedly. His useless, wasted, waste of human DNA life. Well, what do you think the people he shot felt? You think they felt they, they, they feared for their life? Yeah, the people were like, active shooter, active shooter. While he's there crouching around, killing, you know, shooting off an assault weapon. He was the only one who was armed. But he was afraid, everyone. You know, that large amygdala that conservatives are. Uh, inflicted with and therefore and thereby inflict it on us filth but they I, I remember I don't ever have that um, video where he was at some conservative you know the, some fascist event and he they he comes out to fireworks going off or stage fireworks whatever you call it, like fire and digital giant words behind him kyle rittenhouse as if he's you know he's like uh he's in sync or something he's uh he's a rock star that's who they worship you understand how sick these people are they they put him and they uh they put him on their shows they um, when Kyle Rittenhouse ran into Tucker Carlson somewhere, he 
he called him, uh, Tucker Carlson said to Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of your work. What? You're that, uh, you murdered, you killed two people and tried to kill a third, and I'm a big fan of your work. Unreal. Oh, I wanted to just. Here's the judge. That it's Veterans Day. It's Veterans and, Day. Uh, any veterans in the room? Shut the, the jury fuck up. Performative. Well, uh, it's unusual not to have at least somebody in here. Well, Dr. Uh, Black is. Uh, uh, what branch? Okay, and uh, I think we give a round of applause to the people who deserve it. Shut up. <laughs> a round of applause. I mean, the, the, just the performance art there. For the people who serve, what about the people who are, there's a, the prosecutor is doing a service for the American people right now, trying to put that, that worm behind bars so he can't do another thing to hurt the American people. But he, he did, he was let loose and then he hurt the American people more by going on all these conservative outlets, by being a hero, by promoting this, uh, murder as a thing that you might want to do when you don't like what's going on in somebody else's community. You don't like it. You know, there's, there's some unrest in the streets because of the cops. That's what happened. It was uh, the death of George Floyd and there were some unrest in the streets. Instead of just shutting your filthy mouth and staying in your own community and letting them work it out, he had to go in there with an assault weapon and kill people and make it worse because republic do they ever make anything better do they ever does it and i've talked about this before and we've brought it up which give me an example where a conservative actually improves a situation do they ever they never bring decency they never bring humanity they never bring understanding and light to a situation. They bring judgment. You know, when they they don't bring their fake, the, the, the Jesus, they fake worship. That's for sure. Oh, they, they bring Jesus like a bat to beat people up with. They don't bring any, they don't bring uh, understanding. You know, when they see something they don't like, something that's different, maybe something they hate in themselves. Right? Like these closet cases, they bring hate. They bring, uh, you know, scapegoating. They bring the worst parts of the human condition, the worst aspects, bullying, gang, you know, just ganging up on people. No understanding. That's why when they, they go on about trans people, they don't know what, they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, some of them, are probably, in my estimation, they're probably gay or trans. They're in the closet and they can't take it. They can't help. They, they hate themselves. Like Mike Johnson, gay. Gay. I would bet on it. There's no doubt in my mind he's gay. He was one of his wife's clients, probably, who his wife is some uh, conversion therapy, uh, so-called conversion therapy so-called counselor but yeah they're not racist they're not 
Unreal. Wait, where is it? I'm just trying to find this rotten house crying. My plan is to get out of that situation and go Why back you to North Dunshirton Road to where uh, um, the car source lot number two was. And did you... Where's the crying? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> there were three people right there. Oh, my God. Take a deep breath, pal. Pal. Take a deep breath, pal. You need a tissue? You know, why didn't the the prosecutor go get up there and say, but I, you know, I would have offered you a tissue, but I saw no tears. And then there would have been objection. Oh, I withdraw, withdraw. But I would say, I don't know you, but usually when I cry like that, I need a, I need a tissue. There's a tear. I produced some tears. And here, well, here's Kyle Rottenhouse. He, uh, he's got a new book. Get Kyle Rottenhouse's, the murderer, Kyle Rottenhouse's book today. And he was taken to task because he, he said that he was homeless. Yes, because we're all supposed to fucking give a shit. You know, here's another, it was supposed to, you know, feel bad for him. He's, you too can grow up on public assistance thanks to the liberals you hate and uh, attack and kill. But um, you too can grow up and be a murderer and become a, a, a rising star in the conservative pantheon of freaks, geeks, traitors, tax-cheating parasites, draft-dodging pricks who uh, love America who but hate everybody in it. You, too. It's just incredible. You know, another Republican. It's like Paul Ryan. He was, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's true if Kyle Rittenhouse was on public assist. He said he was, well, you know, you gotta write, when you write a book, you gotta, like, make some kind of something why people want to read your stinking book you're you're barely i don't even know he's not even he's in his 20s he's he's murdered two people he he maimed another one and what do you what do you offer you're just a you're just a rotten person you're just a rotten little whiny victim sociopath who trying to capitalize on the murder of two people, two Americans. And, but of course, you know how the Republicans are. They, they have to say that the people he killed, you know, they deserved it. They were somehow uh, bad in some way. One guy did something. I think he was, he was like arrested or something. I don't even know if that's true. If he's a, uh, you know, they, they did drugs or something and, like it fucking matters. Like that—that's how they would go after George Floyd too, because he had a drug problem. And okay, you know, so did Rush Limbaugh. He had a drug problem, and uh, and George Floyd committed, um, you know, a crime to fuel his drug habit. So did Rush Limbaugh, but he sent his. He, he, I guess George Floyd didn't have a 
didn't have a housekeeper to send out. He had to go out and buy his own drugs, right? But they 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 attack him. But he, you know, doesn't matter. They killed him. So you know what I'm saying. All right. The music has started. He's the guy. He's the guy. All right. Listen, we will win. Thank you for hanging out. It's been a while. Sorry I was sick, but, uh, you know, I'm only human. Unlike Kyle Rittenhouse. We are on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News for all your help. We stick together. We win. I will see you soon. All right. Listen, listen, listen. How you doing? How you doing? All right. You see how good the cats were? That's They're not that bad when they're sleeping. All right, my friends. We will. We will. Thank you, Twisted Nerves Painting. Great show, Tara. There is more to talk about. There always is. I hope. You enjoyed hanging out tonight. I really do enjoy our Friday night get to get together. I I really love seeing everybody, and I have to thank you again for all your kind messages when I was sick. And in fact, I had not ever I haven't missed a show. That's why it was pretty bad. I haven't missed the shows in like I can't even remember. I was in the hospital. That's when I missed the show last time. When I wasn't able to record because I was in the hospital. And that was like seven years ago. Can you believe that? And I'm still saying, please become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin. Can you believe that? Look at me. I'm exhausted. Look at my face. Look at my wrinkles oh well i'm getting old guys i'm just thinking about life i'm getting old it's okay i don't like when the sun goes down you know during daylight savings or whatever i get very it it bothers me i'm sure you can relate it gets depressing so but it does help when i when we get together doing the show I don't like when the sun goes down because I feel like I just want to go to sleep. And uh, that's kind of probably depression. It's not good. I know I'm not alone there with this seasonal affective disorder. Exactly twisted nerves fainting. Getting older is better than the than the alternative. That's right. What are we waiting what what are we waiting for? Right? Like why what's the worry? Not waiting for. What what am I worrying for? That's what I meant to say. What's the worry? In fact, I think I would ever tell you. Or I talked to you know you guys know I'm uh, in recovery, and I was talking to an old timer one time, a guy who was had like many. I don't remember. He had a lot of years, like thirty something years sober, and he was uh, you know an older guy. And I remember asking, like, what would you have done different? And he said, I wouldn't have worried as much. And I always, that always stuck with me. 
I think about that. I wouldn't have worried as much. It's not true. What a waste of time. What a waste of energy. But seasonal depression, yes, it is bad, Kathy. It sucks. Everybody gets it, it seems. Except for Kyle Rittenhouse, because he's just, he's a sociopath. Like, like, like Chris Watts, sociopath. They, they live among us. You know? Trump, sociopath. There's no doubt. Narcissist, sociopath. Somebody who doesn't have any feelings for others. They don't know. They're just like sponges of greed. All right, listen, guys. That's what Trump is. I mean, just a scumbag. All right, my friends, let me go. What time is it? It's 11 at, here at Tarabuster Studios. Twisted Nerves Paint, he says, Worry has turned all my hair gray. Well, I'm not, I got to do my roots, but I'm not that gray, I have to tell you. My father was like that as well. My father had blonde hair. Well, when he was younger, he had red hair. And they called him Red. His whole life, his nickname was Red. But he had blonde hair when I was his daughter, when I was young. And he, went, even when he was old, like in it, you know, before he passed away, he was 78 years old. And he wasn't completely gray. He, had, he still had blonde hair. He was blonde. So maybe, maybe that's in my genes. All right, whatever, whatever. We we'll talk. We'll talk some more later. We got a lot, a lot to talk about, guys. All right, and hopefully we'll be back in the swing of doing a weekly show. <laughs> Heiko says I have seasonal rage. That is so true. I guess I have that a little bit of that too. It's one of the reasons it's infuriating being an American. Uh, the seasonal rage of the, well, it's the nonstop campaigning. The nonstop round the, like, don't we get a, give me a minute? It never stops. But that's why other countries, like in England, you have, I think there's a 90 day window. I'll have to ask JD about that. Where that's the campaign. Then you can see ads. Then you have the debates or whatever. It's not this non, never ending, nonstop campaign of assholes. And then the other thing that gets on my nerves, why are, I mean, every time one of these, these filthy fascists drops out, you know, in general, on both sides or whatever. Even, you know, even when the normal people drop out of campaigns, they're like, he suspended his campaign. What do you mean he suspended it? This, uh, where did this term come from? Who started that? He suspended or she suspended. You know that Nikki Haley is not suspending anything because she, she wants to be VP. He suspended his campaign, but Uncle Tim... Scott suspended his campaign. No, he he quit. He ended his campaign. 
but they 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 say this this is and i think it comes from the fact that um it was a relatively new phrase that they that uh it was during the bush years or whatever some one of these republicans said he suspended his campaign and the whole and then everybody just started saying that i'm going to look this up now who was the first politician to uh f- use the phrase let's see if the, if we could find find it f h wait phrase p h r a s e use the phrase suspend my campaign I seem to remember this being a relatively new thing. Oh, that's it. That's why I remember it. The first politician to use the phrase suspend my campaign was John McCain. The term suspending a campaign is often used to avoid admitting that the candidate is quitting. It allows candidates to keep their delegates and retire their debt while avoiding the admission of defeat. This tactic is also often used to manage financial and legal aspects of the campaign, for example. That's why they do it, for money. In 2008, Senator John McCain temporarily suspended his campaign to deal, I remember that, with the financial crisis and returned to the campaign trail a few days later. But that, that was a whole different thing. I remember that, too. He looked like a douchebag. I'm suspending my campaign to go deal with, I mean, wh- why? And then they had a meeting. We all got, ar- they all got around the table with, with Barack Obama. And Barack Obama was like, what the fuck is happening? We can walk and chew gum at the same time. And you're supposed to be able to, I'm suspending my campaign. I'm flying in to, so I could sit around a, ra- I could sit around this table and look like I'm doing something about the, second Republican Great Depression that we caused through our policies. And I'm uh, running on, in fact. I will be running on inflicting more of these policies on the American people until they are so beaten down that they just shut the fuck up and go back to the fields, toil, and await your rewards in heaven. Shut up. While we have all the earthly rewards funneled to the top. So, yeah. Well, that's where it comes from. I suspended my campaign. And then they have the lower third on the corporate media. Uncle, well, they say Tim Scott suspends his campaign. Shut up. He, He quit. You tedious hypocrites. Just say he quit. Why? Why? All right. Whatever. I'm going to quit right now. Boudicca. Boudicca. Where'd you go? I saw you in the back. Booty. All right. I wanted to pick her up. Booty. Booty boo. Oh, wow. She's not listening. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out. Hopefully, we'll get back into the swing. I'll see you. I'll see you. During the week. 
My name is Tara Devlin. Yes, we stick together. We win. I will see you. I see people dropping off. I could see you. I see the numbers going down. They're like, I'm out of here. This bitch is rambling. I will see you very soon. Very soon. I love you.